Hello, this is John Renaud, and you're listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival via the CEF.world. Check us out, Uncommon Genius for the Common Types. Hi, everybody. It's Happy Betty of Portobello Express from Vienna, and you're listening to Mobile Radio Caneva with your host, the great John Renaud. Wow. See, I even like the fact you added in the great. That's the fantastic. Great. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm great at yet, but... Uh, you're great. You're we're great. Gonna, we're going to work on it. So, th- so those that don't know that are listening, Happy Betty is with this amazing rock band, Portobello Express. And I became familiar with you and your work via uh, Pluto Radio. And we play the hell out of you guys on Pluto Radio. Um, so... Uh, Happy Betty, why don't you just first explain where where you are? You mentioned you're from Vienna. Is that where the, the band resides? Yes. Yes, exactly. We are from Vienna. Um, the bass player, he is Italian. He is an Italian oh, guy. Oh, look at that. But international. Yeah, yes. And uh, he has been living in, in Vienna for many, many years now. So he is Viennese, actually. And I am half Italian. I'm uh-huh. also half Italian uh, from German mother and uh, half Italian and so on. I am born in, in Venice, in Venice in, in oh, Italy. Wow. Yeah. And, but I live here since many years as well. Uh, we moved then. I'm, moved them here so i don't know any <laughs> anymore where i'm from i'm inter- pretty international but yes now i live in vienna so do you you speak english obviously do you speak um german as well as italian is that what you speak as that, far as languages that's are? right a little yeah. bit of spanish as well and i understand a little bit of french nice so, yeah i think i took I took Italian from this guy I worked with, this old guy I used to help side houses back in Detroit. Mm -hmm. His name was Pat Ray, and I asked him one day, I said, hey, teach me some Italian. He said, uh, (laughs) well, what do you want to know? And and this is the end result of it. Let me think if I can remember it. It's like, oh, Bella Rosa by Casa. It was basically, I said, I want to ask a pretty girl to come home with me. And he came up. It was funny. It was funny because he actually said, he goes, I don't know how to say that because he hadn't spoken Italian in so long. So we came up with Bella, Bella Rosa by Casa. Bella, Bella Rosa? Yeah. Bella Rosa? Oh, see, I can't, I can't do okay. that. Okay. Pre- pretty flower, like a pretty rose. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what that's, that's what we came up. It worked. It worked when I when I would uh, talk to English speaking girls. Go, oh, that's okay. so lovely. <laughs> at so, least, yeah. at least it's not the usual pizza, pasta, and yeah. so on. At least you say something nice. Yeah. yeah. Now with with Mexican or uh, with my Mexican buddies, they taught me some Spanish, and I can't yeah. do that either. I just yeah. can't do it. I can do barely yeah. do English some days. Yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So, but anyway, I took the time to uh, peruse some of the YouTube stuff that you guys did. And I noticed that uh, you guys can do a very raw rock and roll style quite well. I wanted to ask, where are you? When I see you guys on YouTube and you're playing out live, where is it typically that you're playing? Is it bars in Vienna? Is it other? Oh, it depends. 
it, it, uh, it depends. We like uh, actually from big venues to small clubs. Uh, uh, we are not really much for this kind of acoustic stuff because we are loud. Right. This is the problem. We are really rock and band that need a stage uh, and a certain equipment. So till yeah. now we never tried with, with an acoustic set. Maybe we will have it in future. But for us, it works uh, simply in, in a club that has a stage uh, and it has a certain kind of uh, acoustic equipment. Yeah. So till now we always played in this kind of venues. It's it's it was amazing to me how like if I listen to your produced music, mm-hmm. it ha- it's it still is pretty lively and pretty raucous rock and roll. However, it it has like a it has a sophistication maybe that the studio gives any band uh, mm-hmm. band's music kind of a change. And then when I saw the live, I watched a lot of the live stuff uh, last mm-hmm. night, and it just felt like old school cool like raw rock and roll yeah. patrick patrick's obviously a very good guitar player yes yes um, he's the vip in the band <laughs> yeah and he he is he's a very talented guy i love his tone actually mm-hmm. when when i hear the songs that you guys do it's it's his tone that really really strikes me i mean he can play it's not yeah. just the tone but there's something about a guitar player that has good tone that, that makes mm-hmm. just things come together so well but i noticed in the live settings he he really really kind of rocks it up he really bites bites into the guitar so patrick he's playing guitar since i think 30 years and he has been touring all over europe all over the world uh, with with the band that he had who was the jaybirds and uh, they played very very much around i don't know 300 or something these gigs in a year so he has a lot of experience and stage life experience under his belt and you can feel it in a trio in a, in a band who is formed just by four members and it means musically speaking a trio the guitar player must be complete yeah you must you must be good with the rhythms guitar and also by solos yeah. and i must admit he's really great in his stuff he's really he yeah. He's a he's a brilliant player, and yeah. and it's it's I played pre COVID. I was playing with three piece. Well, it's four, mm-hmm. counting myself as a singer, yeah. as you just said. But really, it's three piece band. And it, kudos to the guitar player who, as you say, mm-hmm. they're playing rhythm and they're also adding in hooks that yeah. the secondary guitar player would play within yeah. the rhythm part, and then they still have to carry a lead. Yeah. It's interesting. It it kind of gives the band more room in a way too. Mm-hmm. There's a little more freedom in it. I didn't know this because normally I play with two guitar players, a bass yeah. player and a drummer. Yeah. It, and it with three piece, it just like maybe no one gets in anyone else's way is what it feels like. Um, yeah, uh, we always thought to have a second guitar player actually, because in a trio, there are always some limits uh, uh, to develop the songs right. and so on. It's always a little bit complicated. And also, Patrick said, "Oh my God, it's it's so so stressing to be alone. It's also a huge responsibility." But uh, we are a live band, and we want to go around playing live, and that's a logistic factor 
in four pieces, it's simply easy because yeah. you have one person less sleeping, eating, be pay, being paid, and so on. So simply the four pieces band, it works. Right. So yeah, in studio, then we always add something else. Okay. But for, for being on the street and this is our goal, the four pieces simply, it's okay. Yeah. I saw in one of the videos, there was a uh, second guitar player. It was, uh, in, it, I don't think it was a live performance per se. It was a live performance, but I think it was in a studio. And uh, you guys added in a, a, a fourth band. Yes, band. it was Charity Ball by, oh, by yeah, the band Fanny. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, there was this guy, This the second guitar uh, player is our also our producer. He's oh, okay. one, one of the best blues guitar players that we have in Austria, if not even in, in Europe. And he's also our producer and uh, uh, sound engineer and so on. And we decided to make this cover all together. It was Portobello Express and uh, his band because the yeah. guitar player, the bass player and the drummer, they are also their own band. And we wanted simply to make an, an homage the sound, the, the recording is live, is a live recording in studio. Right. So, of course, professionally recorded, but it's a live recording, second take. We did just one try to see if it's working. We never rehearsed together. Yeah. So it was really like a jamming. And we wanted to keep also, you know, we wanted to keep it old school a little bit, this kind of jam effect or this life. Yeah, yeah, it felt that way. I, it was it was a cool groove. You all looked like you were having yeah. a blast. Yeah. Um, and it's just it. I remember it sticking out. Going, wait a minute! I didn't think they had two guitar players. That's what really drew my <laughs> mind to yes. it. Yes. That, that, that was great. They were working together. They know each other, Patrick and Andy, this, 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 the second guy. They know each other since a long time and they were collaborating together with a guitar that was absolutely great. It was working yeah. perfectly at the, at the first minute, the first second. So, and we wanted to keep also this live factor because the Fanny band, they were, also always recording in studio with a very live touch and we wanted to reproduce the sound and it came out then in this way and also they they did a lot of compliments they said ah great version thank you very much we were very honored of course so a great experience well you you also talk about how you did it on the second take and and some listeners might not understand what that means that means that there's a certain energy to it that you adore in a way because as a musician in, in the studio you could do it a thousand times and get it perfecto yeah. however there's there oftentimes there's lacking this cool energy mm -hmm. of of like a self-surprise as you're performing it right that's what you're talking about it's like how yeah. it was exciting yeah. to do yeah yeah we always we, we always try because our producer is also this way he's coming from the blue scene and from from this kind of old school rock attitude and he always says don't think too much when you play or when you sing your part try to transmit first of all a feeling it doesn't matter if the if the voice is not perfect uh, because you are human what is important is that the, the people 
are are feeling the meaning of the lyrics and they are feeling that there is you know a heart behind of the piece of music and this is the reason why our songs are maybe not perfect but they are made from a really rock band no computer added no auto tuning no software to make the 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 songs really like like it was before and for us it was important to keep this vintage factor also well one of the huge advantages you have to be able to do that is uh your voice your singing voice it doesn't need to be affected it doesn't need help because you have such a wonderful versatile a voice. Little bit. <laughs> yeah and i'm going to talk i'm going to talk about that just in a little bit but what i want to do right now just so the audience can understand some of the things we're talking about is play a song by the band i think i'm going to put on just a woman mm -hmm. which will certainly uh, illustrate your vocal abilities uh, to the audience. So if you're cool with that, I'll put that on right now and yeah. we'll come back. Okay, here we go. Great.
I I so love that song. I think that's the first song from you guys that I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, it may have been Sea Rises that I heard first, but either either way, I love Just a Woman. Some of the lyrics in there are just amazing. And you actually drop an F-bomb in there, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry? You, are, I, you actually, you are what? You are an F word, yes. <laughs> I am the effing woman. It was not planned. But actually, I should have said something else, but I was so involved during the singing, and it came out this way, and we said, okay, it doesn't matter, we'll leave it. So I know hopefully I, I don't people think... don't 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 hear it too much, but okay. I That's personally, it. I believe in in rawness and rock and roll and cutting edge and and that can mean many things. But I don't think you could do that song without that because really? it, okay. yeah, it, it was so mm-hmm. compelling that I, the way that the lyrics unfold and 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 uh-huh. using that phrase just made it stick that much stronger with me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe I, I personally, I wouldn't care if I had a daughter and she heard that I'm not a prude. I'm not a moralist. I'm not, I, I don't, I think language is language and it has its yeah. use. And it's not like, you know, you're using that in every other song. It's just, I found it very interesting because I think it worked really well. It it serves uh, to explain also in this song, I am angry, angry against life because life it's a very uh, uh, autobiographic song. He's talking really about problems that I had in my life and so on, and all the rage that I had in my past life. So it was this. This word was important uh, to express this kind of feeling and for the people to enter in my mind for a moment. So as you said, probably it has. It had to be there this 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 word so i'm sorry if someone took it unkindly i didn't want to offend anybody but i know this is music yeah i i don't think it offends in today's world i don't think it offends (laughs) anybody um i mean all you can do is watch youtube and you you get your fill of that so i think i would say poetically it's absolutely correct you know in the sense of, of, you know, if I, if I, if you'd done it differently and I heard it differently, I would probably not think this because I wouldn't have anything to compare it to, but I think it's brilliant. I think the lyrics are brilliant. I think the song is brilliant. Um, your vocals are freaking amazing. I wanted to start with that one too, because of, because of like it, that song in particular has this alluring kind of blues aspect to your vocals. Yeah, I don't know if I would consider it straight up blues by any means. It's just a really compelling vocal performance. It's it's also very much gospel oriented. Oh, interesting. Uh, um, my uh, vocal coach was an Afro American from Chicago. Okay. And I took years long uh, uh, vocal lessons and so on. And she was also uh, a gospel singer uh, since her childhood. childhood. And uh, she she simply uh, made me listen also to this kind of music and I fell in love. I fell in love with with gospel. And I've been singing in gospel choice for years and so on. And it's always deep in my personality now, this factor 
gospel and soul are very deep in my way of singing. And I always wanted to make uh, such a song, which is a bit a bit bluesy and a bit gospel. Yeah, they it's are, it, it yeah. really you really utilize like this lower end of your voice and yeah. a certain resonance quality that you probably possess alone. Not many people can, not, especially women, um, because it it has like this. I don't know. It does. It does explain the gospel, perhaps, but it just has a bluesy vibe without trying. Mm -hmm. I guess is what I would yeah. say. Yeah. It's wonderful beyond belief. Did you? Thank you. <laughs> you did you play? It, what what is the Fanny Band? Is that you in a in a rock band with a bunch of women? I think I saw online. That's that's exactly exactly. They were all female, an all female band. I also have. I wear the T-shirt now. Of nice. Fanny. <laughs> and uh, yes, they they were end of the sixties uh, till the seventies active and so on. And now. They are out again. They produce also again their the material and so on. And they are absolutely lovely people. They are so fantastic. nice and so fantastic. They were unbelievable musicians, and they were playing at the times, you know, just instruments with no, not all the the effects that we have today. And it's unbelievable. They had a lot of also backing vocals and the drummer, she was absolutely fantastic. And it's one of my favorite band. To me, it's probably the best all-female rock band I in gotcha. music history. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually familiar with, with that band. I just thought maybe you had a band that was doing, um, like it was an all-girls band for yourself as well. Yeah. Ah, so if I had a, a, an all-female band, you mean? Yes, yes. Um, unfortunately not. Uh -huh. uh, I had a try, but it's not so easy to find women who want to have an all-female band. Gotcha. I, I had a band for a certain time. Uh, I played a bass. I'm a bass player as well. And we were the, the drummer, the singer, and me female part in the bands uh, and we played for some time and it was a fantastic experience. Ah, that's, to, that's, that's what I fantastic. saw. Yeah. One, fantastic. Yeah. Because the, the stuff that I saw, you were playing bass. I guess that's yeah. what I was asking about. Yes. So. yes, 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 yes. It was this band. It was not my band uh, and it was a great experience. I always wanted to have an old female band and in some way it didn't work. But who knows? Maybe in future. <laughs> we'll, uh, see. well, I think you're doing quite quite okay with the band that you're hanging out with right now. Yes, yes. Once the, the lockdown and this pandemic is over, hopefully we are on the road again. I'm sure that you will find your way back to on the road again. When when you go out, where's your favorite place to play? Uh, I don't. I don't have. Favorite places to me, it's always important. There is a good sound engineer who is competent and who is, who is professional, who yeah. knows what he is doing. If the club is big or small, it doesn't make any difference to me. I prefer big places, actually, big venues with a lot of people because yeah. I feel I know it's strange to say I am shy, but it's easier for me to have more people in the venue. But for the rest, there is. We have a favorite club here in Vienna, which is uh, the Chelsea Club, and we hope that after this long lockdown, the club is still open. We had, of course, 
masses of clubs, live clubs here who shut down due to the lockdown. They couldn't afford it anymore. Yeah. And we hope there will be again a place where to play, at least here in Vienna. Well, we, I guess we'll see if the uh, COVID can kill rock and roll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. It's been unfortunate, but because in LA, they, there's some issues as well with uh, yeah. clubs, you know, closing out and, and mm -hmm. the high, the high rents and not being able to keep up and all of that. Yeah. You talk about being shy. I'm curious about this because I think I'm the same way. I tended for years to build like um, second selves or characters that I would hide behind, whether it was, I am an actor as well. So, ah. but but even with bands and stuff, I was never in the past comfortable just being me. So I would create personas, kind of like what Bowie did, I guess. And I would hide behind them so I could sing. So talk a little bit about your shyness. Is it difficult to be a singer if you're shy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a torture, but it's also very much therapeutic because it helps. It helps to come out from my cocoon and from my, uh, you know, sure corner where otherwise I would stay. This is the reason why I started to play bass. I can play also a little bit guitar and, and piano. I studied at a conservatorium of pianos and so on. But bass was allowing me to stay in the back. I don't like to stay too much in the front. Always making baking vocals, no problems, but bass allows you really to stay one step in the back. Um, with Portobello Express, we didn't find a suitable uh, singer, so I had, uh, for first, I was on bass, then we I had to switch to the microphone. At the start, it was a little bit complicated. It's still complicated, but... As I said on stage, as you said, you put on in some way a mask and it's easier. It's much easier to be on stage than in normal life of every day for a, a person who is shy. And Well, well you also yeah. have the separation, right? You yeah. do have correct um, like you oftentimes the stage is lifted. It's a clear distinction that the audience isn't with you. Yeah. Yeah, and there so, is a barrier that protects you in yeah. some way. That's true. Yeah. I think there's a story about Morris and Jim Morris and the first, you know, many gigs that they did, he would just go stand by an amp or behind an amp and sing from the, they're like, where the hell's the singer? <laughs> he sounds Great he team. sounds kind of interesting, but where the hell is this guy? You know, what was your I remember my first time singing um and it didn't go well in the, I mean, I sang fine, but it didn't go well in the aspect that you're talking about because it was at a party and there was mm. no, there was no stage. The floor was the stage. So I was singing with people standing next to me with drinks oh, God. and it was rock and roll. So I, I understood it, but inside I was terrorized because of what you're talking about. Like, it's like, mm. Oh my God, I, I can't do this with some dude standing two feet away from me. Yeah. Yeah. How, what was yours? Do you remember your first? Uh... Oh, my first gig? Oh, my God. <laughs> or were you so young that it, it didn't matter? 
I started very soon. Yes, I was the first. The first time I was in studio, I was 14. Oh, wow. And I was I was a backing vocalist for a band. But as uh, a singer, I think the first time I was maybe 20. And it was in a club with a big stage. Nice. But at, a, at the time, I was much more, you know, when you are young, you don't really give a toss about some stuff. So right. I was much more rock and roll yeah let's do it party it was funny in some way with the years i got much more sensitive and i don't know more careful in some in some fields in my life but yeah i still i still remember it was in italy and it was in a club in my in my hometown where i will i've been living years in bologna and it was a lot of fun, actually. We were also in the band, I think. we were. It was a soul band. Uh, we also had the um, uh, trumpets and everything. So we there was a lot of people on the stage. Oh, nice. Not so complicated. I was not much alone. So. Well, it sounds like you lost your rage and you gained sensitivity then as you, as you went through some years, right? Uh, this is a good question. Uh, I still have a part of me inside, which is my my child, who is very much angry for all that happened with my family and, and my past. But since some years, I am uh, very happy. I can really admit I am happy and I am very balanced. And this contributed also to make me more sensitive, more empathic, because at last I don't have this rage anymore who is destroying myself and was destroying my relationship with people. Now I am more balanced and I can see also the needs of other people. So growing up and being happy made me really also a bit more um, sensitive and less angry like in the past so yeah my shyness was in some way uh, balanced from the rage that i had i was always overreacting uh, in some way now i take it really easier and this is a great thing when you grow up uh, that you see things not not you don't take things so personal um that's so yeah. interesting. You use the word that I think is probably the most um, compelling thing to start to understand, mm -hmm. which is empathy. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't think of this until listening to you say what you just said, whereas I guess that's true because rage is kind of a, a selfish thing, yes. right? In the, in the sense, I don't mean it's selfish because the truth is you were meant to experience that because of mm -hmm. the situations. I don't know what they were, but the compress the compressing elements on you, mm -hmm. like the only the only emotional response is this rage. Yeah. But when you become empathetic, you start to say, "Well, maybe it's not all about the way that I'm feeling and seeing mm -hmm. things." And you put yourself in other people's shoes, and at some point, too, if you're being ridiculous, I don't know if you were, but. Mm -hmm. You're also going, man, would I be able to deal with myself? <laughs> and you start to, I mean, that's what empathy can bring you because you start yeah. to go, well, okay, John, I'm always, I'm always kicking John in the shin, man. It, but what does that feel like to be John getting kicked in the shin? And then you start to go, well, I still yeah. have the same rage. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to kick this dude in the shin. 
That's good. Uh, especially uh, people who are, you know, the, the, who are shy, rage help them uh, to protect themselves because you don't let anybody to come too close. And this is the reason why you have this rage. When you are happy and you are balanced and uh, you don't feel this hate anymore, it's something completely, completely different. But the rage in, in some way is something needed. I think so. That's why. Yourself. Yeah, that's why I wanted to correct and say it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. that it's a bad. It's not even really. Not it's a bad. bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. True. And and I think people would would assign that to rage, but yeah. it's not true. It, it's it's what you needed to experience. It's what you were experiencing. You know, it's yeah. a reflection and all it's that. Self protection. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it it's interesting too. I never thought of this as well. Is do you think being shy predisposes someone to rage because you don't, if you're shy, you're not able to express yourself that, that well, maybe because you're not, it's not something you practice because you're shy. And then when you do go to express yourself, the only way it can come out is like this vibration of this violent vibration. I this guess, is a good point. Yes. Yes, it can be. I never thought about it, but you're right. Yes. I never thought about it too. And yeah. other than listening, because I, you know, I am, I'm not, if you met me on the street, you wouldn't go, hey, that's a shy guy. Mm -hmm. But I became, I think a performer because I could then express myself in ways that I didn't yeah. know how to express myself in my, mm -hmm. my real life, you know? Mm -hmm. So I guess yeah. that's how I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And that's why the insight popped in my head that, Oh, I never thought of that. Mm -hmm. That if you're shy and you're, angry mm -hmm. which is not a word you used mm -hmm. in yeah. expressing this so that's something i'm bringing up but if you're shy and you're angry how else is it going to come out right that's how true. else how else yeah. can it come out yeah Especially that's why i say that music is very therapeutic it's a therapeutic thing uh, right. when, when 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 you are shy or when you think that all the world in some way is tumbling down and 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 you are alone or I, I don't i don't know what uh, maybe this is also a, a great source for your music well i think your, <clears throat> i think it really relates to the line i am that fucking woman when you sing mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. it it i mean not to get over analytical because rock and roll isn't meant to be that but we have the luxury of doing that today I can feel now that what you're talking about is part of why I find that delivery so compelling. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's mm -hmm. compelling because the person in there is letting it out. Yeah. And that's yeah. what it felt like when I heard it. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. by the way, I'm singing about this <laughs> evil creature, but it happens yeah. to be me. Yeah. yeah. And it's brilliant. I mean, I find Thank it brilliant. You. Thank it, you. It, with all that said, before we get too heady, I think I'd like to play another song from the band. I think we'll drop in The Sea Rises if you're cool mm -hmm. with that. Yeah, great. <laughs> all right, fantastic.
So the sea rises, man. That's another one that we play quite a bit on Pluto Radio, and uh, I love the song. It seems to be maybe a little bit. Um, it has some social relevance to the way that maybe you view the world. Would you be able to talk about that a little bit? Um, so the sea rises is an, uh, a protest song, an ecological. I don't know how to explain of of in, in English. I think that's it. Yeah, I think I, Ecolo, I understand yes. that. Yeah. And uh, I am, uh, so since my teenage years, I am vegetarian. I don't eat meat because right. I simply don't like it. It's not nothing complicated for me because I never liked yeah. meat and so on. And I come from a family where this uh, environmental responsibility was always very strong already. When I was a child, I was, you know, on the street uh, uh, against uh, atomic uh, energy and so on. So it's something coming from, from my family. And for me, uh, environment is not something just developing the few years I was always in this way, always recycling or buying secondhand because it was simply my, my personality. Right. And funnily enough, this song has been written in 10 minutes. I wake up one morning. I already, I, when I write my songs, I start always from the bass because it's my instrument. And I always have this bass line in my mind. I woke up one day, it was eight in the morning, and I simply had already the structure of the song and all the changes and the bass line. Nice. And, and the lyrics, they were there. I don't know how it happened. I can explain it. Simply the, the lyrics were already there, and I wrote it in 10 minutes as well. Well, it doesn't sound like you wrote it in 10 minutes. That's the beauty yeah. of it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> so, you know, there was someone who was saying uh, uh, it's in the night that, that you are uh, in some way working uh, and uh, th there is a metabolic uh, process of all things happening around you. And when, when you write a song, it's always simply c coming out. So I think it's what happened with, with the sea rise. It was already there since some days. And then it simply came out. I agree with whoever told you that, that yeah. your brain and your, um, your energy mm -hmm. uh, were contemplating that all along and it just needed the day to finally go, here it is. I've yeah. done, you know, I think that we're amazing creatures that way that especially when you start to look at creativity, I mm -hmm. think that there's all kinds of possibilities if we let 
that possibility in True. that there's a there's a natural flow to things yeah. um and i think that's i i totally agree with this person whoever this wise person was that gave you that insight <laughs> hey didn't i hear that song on a com- car commercial no. i think i think i saw yeah i think on youtube there's a they someone uses it for a mini commercial I'll have to get you that information. Oh, yes, that's true. That's true. Okay. Yes. I was going to say, maybe you got your yeah. music got stolen by someone. No, but. no, no. They asked us if they, they could use it because the start of, of the Sea Rises starts with this guitars lying and wow. So, and they say, ah, this is fantastic. Uh, it is. fit perfectly. And we said, oh, yes, why not? And they, they send this commercial on all cinemas here in Austria. Yeah. So, it was a honor for us, of course. We didn't earn very much, but this is not the point. It's uh, not my point, it's, exactly. It's not, yes, we don't care about it. I think that opening guitar riff, as you said, is stuck in someone's brain because it's such a great riff. And getting back yeah. to Patrick being a great guitar player, yeah. yeah. um, it's just, it's just, it was cool to see that too. I'm like, well, I was hoping you made a ton of money off of it, but I know how things actually work and it didn't matter. It's just like, oh, that's cool that they got their song used um, in that way. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Are, are you, do you consider yourself a spiritual person as well? Yes. And so is there a, is there a discipline that you follow? Are you just Zen? Excuse me. It's, it's, it's uneasy to answer. I believe. Uh, I didn't receive any uh, uh, religious, uh, um, how to say, um, my family was not religious. So I never attended a church uh, or religious hours or what else. Uh, because my family wanted to leave me free to believe then and to join what kind of religion I want. Oh, that's nice. Yes, they 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 left me to believe. Um, I have my kind of of thinking and of being religion. I'm extremely spiritual. To me, it exists God. There is just one God. It, he simply appear in all different countries and, and cultures in another way, but there is just one God. Um, and I feel also very close to Buddhism. Buddhism is yeah. this the yes. pronunciation? Yes. I feel very close to it because it's uh, uh, a religion also based very much on respect, respect for all living. It doesn't matter what kind of human or animals or plants. So I feel very close also to this religion. But I cannot say I believe exactly in 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 this part. But but I am spiritual. So yeah. I guess the reason I ask too is because when I hear just a woman, mm-hmm. it feels a little bit like um, uh, that one feels a little biblical actually in a, in mm-hmm. a, in a way. Mm-hmm. And it, it didn't make me think, um, that you were espousing anything biblical, mm-hmm. but it just had this spiritual vibe to it, I guess. Yeah. But again, learning to sing from, from gospel singers might lend just a natural quality to that as well. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, did you ever do punk rock? No, <laughs> I don't think I'm <laughs> <laughs> that I can sing it. No, definitely. That's true. This I, I never tried. 
you are absolutely true. I never tried this music. I tried everything except it punk. Well, as, as a singer, I can understand what you just said, because if, if you can sing, uh, punk isn't an attractive outlet for you, because I'm not saying punk rockers can't sing, but it's pretty minimal what they do with the band as far as vocals mm -hmm. go. And mm -hmm. I would always be concerned, I guess, that I would tear my vocal cords up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> being somewhat abusive to my vocal cords. <laughs> so I, I can understand why maybe you chose not to. I was just curious that yeah. that it because I mean I'm being presumptuous. I would think that um you're old enough as at least as like maybe a 12 year old or a seven year old that, that punk rock was you know in abundance at some point in your life, but it just yeah. was never attractive to you to perform, I assume. I have I have masses of friends in the punk scene, but it has never appealed me. I don't know. Maybe it's it's nothing to do simply with my musical background. Yeah. So with my way of singing and the, the things that I play with the bass, I have respect for all kind of music. But we have tastes, of course, and it, yeah. it's not exactly yes belonging to my taste. Although there are songs that I appreciate, some yeah. punk songs are absolutely great, but they don't fit to me as a person. Oh, I totally get it. I mean, I think we did, in my first band, we did uh, Should I Stay or Should I Go by The oh, Clash. Okay. Yeah. And it, I thought it was fun to minimize my voice to do that. Um, but that's, a, that's the extent I dabbled with it. I, do, I did see The Clash a couple times, mm -hmm. and I did like, certain punk bands to some degree um but yeah i just singing it just never i so i i guess i guess i'm just reiterating that yeah singing it didn't seem that appealing to me as well so i can understand your answer yeah. i just you just have this this vibe of of like you've done it all so i figured that would fall into this <laughs> done it all camp i did pretty much my life you know, I could write an encyclopedia. <laughs> I did very, very much, but no, this is missing. Yeah. I just thought I'd give it a try, right? <laughs> hey, hey, if I played a song for the listeners that you would pick, what song would that be from the band Portobello Express? Hmm. Tough, oh, tough call, isn't it? Yeah, baby. Uh, this question, I didn't expect it. Um, maybe... I would pick highly sensitive. Highly sensitive it is. Yeah. We're going to we're going to yeah. cut that into the show right now and we'll come back and talk some more.
fantastic. So I just played Highly Sensitive. I think that's an amazing song as well. Is there an end to your amazing songs? I don't think there is. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> don't make me blush. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys, I mean, isn't there a point where you realize that you, you have to, I guess I'm asking, do you, you do acknowledge that you have talent at some point, right? No, to your, I, to still yourself. Did, I, I still don't know it. I think I'm not so talented. I don't think so. But it's because I am an insecure person. So you can tell me a thousand times and I will always repeat, no, it's not true. So I do, I do the same thing. It's very funny you do that because I, it's, I have this theory. Um, mm -hmm. People in my life will, will be like, hey, dude, you have, to, you have to recognize that. And I go, no, because if I recognize it, I'm going to stop chasing the thing that I'm chasing. Because then I'm, I've arrived, right? It's like, oh, I, I, maybe it, it's a stupid word to use, but maybe I want to be great, right? But once mm -hmm. I'm great, then I've accomplished it. So I'd rather keep pushing it down and, and go, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it because I'll get lazy and I won't try to aspire as much as I normally do. Is that kind of what you're talking about? This is a fantastic point of view, actually. I never thought about it. It's it's very great. It's very positive, and uh, wow, that's great. It might be. You're right. I think that's that's because it's weird being an artist in the world. That in my case, I don't, I haven't really been recognized, and I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's a certain power that comes with it, um, and I guess that's where I figured it out. It's like, wow, I don't really want. I mean, I want people when I'm singing it. The bar, the jazz bar that I sang at, I would sing, and there's no stage, so I have to walk mm -hmm. through the audience after I sing. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible to what's terrible. going on inside, <laughs> and you know, God love the people that showed up there. That mostly are like, hey man, that was that was fantastic, and that was. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh please don't say that because I want I still want to try to be fantastic, and if if mm -hmm. I am, then I'm going to stop doing it. Yeah, it's a very strange phenomena, but. Yes, you know, you know what? I think that singers they have a hard life because singing is deeply bound with your personality, with your mind, uh, your attitude in life. It's not like an instrument; you take it, you press the keys, and it's all right. Singers are putting all themselves hundred percent inside, and it's heavy sometimes. Well, I think too the the lovely couple that I played with at this jazz bar i would do blues with them every night that i was there we'd usually do three songs together and i think because they play jazz they actually helped me free up this idea of control and perfection mm -hmm. which i still strive for but if i don't get to it i'm i'm much more okay with it now and actually it's creating better performances if that makes sense. And it's, it's tightly woven into what you're talking about. Uh, I think a guitar player may have the luxury of kind of using their instrument to say, see, this is what's doing it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not me. It's this thing. It still is them. But the, the, the perception of them is now they have something to deflect it to where mm -hmm. you and I don't, because it's like, you know, They'll be like, hey, dude, that guy's just some fat old guy. What's he What's he think he can do? And, and then I'll open my mouth and do something, and they'll go, well, maybe he's not so old after all. Maybe he's just fat. 
And then, oh my God. And then if I'm having a really good night, they're going, wow, that guy sings pretty good and he's not so bad looking, you know, but I don't usually get to that point, at least inside. Right. And that's what we're talking about. It's just like you carry yourself up there and all in your case, past rage that would be there. And I don't know if you liked that experience, having that rage, mm -hmm. maybe you didn't. And there you are. You're still like that boy. I hope these people don't see that side of me yet. Mm -hmm. You, you still have to perform completely from yourself. Yeah. yeah, totally true. It's a very, very strange thing. I can totally relate to what you're saying. Um, but I love it. It's, it's, it's a very, at some points it was a brave thing for me to do because I just didn't have it in me to do it. I don't know. Did you feel that way as well? I, I, I still don't know. I yeah. still don't know. I actually still don't know for sure. I can tell that it's, it's a great thing that you sing because with the voice that you have, uh, I've, this is my spirituality. I think it was destiny that you had to sing with, because with such a voice would have been a pity if you wouldn't have performed. So in my opinion, God gave you a, this voice to use it and to give others this kind of feelings and, and, and so that people are feeling together with you, your pains or, or, you know, or the lyrics of the song. So for you, for sure, it's great that you do it. For me, I don't know. I'm still well, not sure. <laughs> I would say the same to you. I, 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 I would, and and especially getting to sit here and talk with you because I can see that um, you really are an artist because you're bringing the things that we're talking about have affected you, good, bad, or indifferent, but you you carry them with you. I can see that. Um, I heard it. You know, when I heard you sing, you you have, uh, I mean, your voice is truly a unique thing. So I would apply what you just said to me directly back at you. It's thank you. You know, whatever it gets us, it gets us, um, especially in the COVID world where bands aren't functioning in a in a realm that they even understand anymore. Um, mm -hmm. Tough because if you can't do live performance it just it's taking away a big part i yeah. think of what a singer does yeah. yeah i mean studio works great and i love i love what you can do in a studio but i try to do what you talked about where it's it's done in a couple takes yeah and you just have to wrap it up and it's kind of the john lennon thing where the imperfections actually give it the incidentals yeah. that make it interesting yeah you know. It's the same also for the people who is making sport, and I'm sure that they are missing very much, you know, to train with, with the team and so on. It's affecting everybody at the moment. I think that society will come out from this pandemic pretty changed, and I hope change in a, in a good way, that they will think a little bit more about themselves, about the choice they, they did in life, and about respect, having respect for for the people and you know that they learn also to live all together in peace respecting all the differences and so on i really hope that this pandemic is teaching everyone a little bit more yeah i i i agree i think unfortunately it's teaching some bad things that i can see that i 
you know, I'm not going to delve into because I don't want it to become John's opinion of the world. But, uh, (laughs) but I, I, I have, I tend to carry hope opposed to dwell on the evils that might uh, cause damage. You know, we'll deal with those when they happen, hopefully. But I, I, I so align with, with what you're talking about. Um, I also wanted to talk to you briefly about what you think about um, how bands have to market themselves in today's world and perhaps internet radio, which certainly you're not stuck to just talking about Pluto radio, but Mm -hmm. what your feelings are and what your bandmates feelings are about having to have so many social media accounts and keeping up with that. And and how does that apply to Portobello Express? Oh, Nowadays, socials are a necessary evil. You cannot avoid it. It's a great opportunity that your band is more well known in places where otherwise that otherwise you wouldn't reach, like Pluto Radio on planet Pluto. This is right. unbelievable. So it's a great opportunity, but also it's a slavery sometimes. And our band is a do-it-yourself band. We don't have at least for the moment, any label or any promoter, anybody helping us. And uh, and we do all on ourselves, on socials, sending songs to radios. It's heavy. Yeah, it's a lot of work, so I think. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. To his, and it's taken a lot of time, a lot of energies, and also stress, because, of course, there is also stress with it. Bad experiences as well. Sometimes I had some... Uh, not very pleasant experiences also with some radios or uh, some labels and so on. So I do understand people, they they, they say uh, a band has to make it with socials and labels and so on, but it's heavy. Yeah, I think it's, so, uh, personally, I think it's too much for band to deal with all of what you just explained i do and you know i i guess there is no other answer the truth is if you don't do it you're not going to be known Mm -hmm. um so that's an ugly reality but i i i just think portobello express should be out there performing and doing uh their next song in in the studio and and i get that uh you know a lot of bands are really good at it And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't take anything away from someone who is good at managing themselves online. In fact, I guess that is how you get known. Um, I tend to spend more time on Pluto radio and helping Mm -hmm. develop uh, hopefully a community that -hmm. supports music opposed to worrying about getting my own stuff out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know that I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit about that in, in, Maybe what I'm picking up on with some of your bad experiences is were you guys like getting charged for music? Did someone try to do pay to play with you? Is it in in the radio in the internet radio market? Uh, I I didn't get the question. Sorry. No, that's okay. I was saying, did did what was your bad experience with internet radio? Oh no, simply uh, you know some some radios that they. It's a, a, I make just an example, a radio who is playing your song and is cutting the start of the song and the end of the song. Oh. This is for me, absolutely no go. Yeah. If you don't like my song because you think, you think it's too long, don't play it. But right. if you play it, you have to play it and all. So some radios, uh, uh, there are some radio hosts that they are, maybe they are not 
because they are not musicians. I don't know what does depends on, but they don't treat with much respect. Uh, uh, I gotcha. Musicians. This is the point. So, well, that's interesting too because, like, if you go on the um, internet archive, mm-hmm. which they basically unknown to most people, change the way copyright law actually functions. They mm-hmm. give you the choice of like you can you can use this music in the community. However, you can't change you can't edit the song one bit. And so, mm-hmm. I think that that's at least with artists who are doing audio would say, yeah, I mean, I, you're getting it for free. You're not, you're not paying me for it, pay me for it. You can cut it up any which way you want, or at mm-hmm. least let me choose if I want to let you do that. Mm-hmm. But someone's taking your work and then just hacking it up without your permission. I I'd say that's pretty evil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a point. This was just an example to say that it's something that I would never do it. If I had a radio, I would never cut a song uh, in the middle or, or, or also playing, I don't know, a song of a band from YouTube, uh, from a live video where there is a very poor sound. So it's always, as I said, it's always a matter of respect. Uh, we are giving the song for free and I am happy that you play my song. I am over happy, but please ask me before if you want to do something yeah. with the song, uh, which is something different because at least let's talk about it. Yeah. Anyway. You know, it's like you want to play my song, but you don't want to play my song. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, one more thing that we can touch upon. I mean, it is a podcast, so I'm going to have to kind of cut us out here pretty soon. I love talking with you, but there was the song that you worked on for me that is yet to be uh, released or finished. Oh, yeah, wow. it's Yeah, I, I, I wanted to uh, thank you because what I did was I was trying to involve some of the different Pluto radio bands into yeah. a piece of music. And you were kind enough to lay down some vocal tracks for me. Yeah, yeah. That's just on delay. It will. It, I'll, I'll have it finalized. Probably, it looks like in a couple months. Uh huh. Okay. So I'll have I'll have a finalized version of that. Okay, that's great. Anyway, I was t- I was telling you I was just telling you that that I was yeah. just thanking you for helping me out with that and letting you know that. You, but my my voice is still on the song. You you could yeah. use the the yeah. part. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You're gonna yes. you're gonna you're gonna find it really interesting too because um right. I, I just the way I cut it, it you're gonna be like, wait a minute, I don't remember singing it that way. <laughs> it, but it's it works great. And I, I used uh uh Marco Pernice actually put down some guitar tracks for me. Ah, that's great. Yeah, and so rightfully so he's been kind of gently going, Hey man, uh what's up with that song? Uh, and it's like, oh yeah. It, I got it kind of in place. All I really need to do, there's this, there's this bizarre um, center like break musically that I have to, it kind of is a little bit like Sergeant Pepper type of thing where it mm-hmm. becomes a little esoteric and it, there's a couple mixes that happen at the same time. And, huh. and uh, anyway, I just have to, I have to finalize it. Yeah. It'll be cool. When, great, when we great, great. Get it there. Looking forward. It's my yeah. f- very first uh, collaboration. I oh still my gosh. didn't collaborate with anybody till now, so that's great for me. That's, it's a honor. That, oh, it sounds great. Your vocals sound fantastic, and great. then uh, it's funny. I did I did that thing with York too, and in, in uh, York, the guitar player from Germany, mm-hmm. and and he said the same thing after we did it. He goes, uh, "Wow, I've never really done a collaboration with anyone in my life." So really, 
yeah. ah, okay, yeah. okay, that's great. So, because uh, I know that he, I thought he was collaborating with many bands or musicians, no? Well, I think what he was saying was, um, when it, like we wrote that together, mm -hmm, as, as mm -hmm. it turns out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what he was talking about, like that. And he ended up giving me the files. <gasps> and then I had my son, Julian, Mm -hmm. um do the final mix mm -hmm. and kind of operate as head producer mm -hmm. so i think what Jorg was saying was like uh, was like he'd never really let someone else have that kind of control with him okay 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 because that's a I big deal it. he he i was i was pleasantly surprised the he he did he just sent over the files and and mm -hmm. julian hooked up a sound and even he was like you know I listened to it and he goes, I had to listen to it like a thousand times. He goes, because <laughs> the, the way the sound was, he would yeah. never have done it that way. Uh, okay. And, and he wasn't saying it was bad. He was saying like, I'd never thought like he goes, I would have used, I would have had more volume and compression on the drums. Mm -hmm. He had all of his like engineering ideas in place, mm -hmm. but my kid did it just the way that my kid does it. Right. Of course. Yeah. Because it's yeah. his piece of art now as well as our piece of art. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, York was really, really surprised pleasantly about yeah. all of that. And he Great. was like, yeah, I've never done a collaboration. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I was trying to go with it with the Pluto thing. Um, I just want to, there's no reason why we can't, especially when there's respect between the bands that we can't mm -hmm. work on things together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to do online at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. And, it's absolutely and, great. Yeah. yeah. The point is that I don't have, you know, equipment at home. I don't have absolutely anything. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have made it often. But as I always say, you just send me the the the, the file, the things, yeah. and I will go in the studio and I will make it. It doesn't matter. So no problem. Yeah. But That's it was great. And it was with this Andy, and he was telling me, ah, maybe singing this way because I still didn't have any idea. I said, oh, I don't know how I could sing it. And he heard the song and he said, ah, I already have an idea. Making this way, in this way. Ah, he yeah. was totally thrilled. So it was It was great. cool. And the vo your vocal great. tracks sound fantastic. <laughs> But we'll thank get that you. we'll get that out there. And I want I want to thank you so much for sitting down and uh, talking with me today. Thanks to you. It was a pleasure to to know you and to see you. Yeah. Thank you very much. It was really great. I liked also your uh, your questions. They were really great, and I was feeling very comfortable with you because I I feel that there is not much that I have to tell. You get me immediately, and this is for me. You know, I am. How do you say in English? I am released, uh, relieved. Yes, I am relieved exactly. So well, I was delighted to talk to you. Great. You, you, you have insight. You're a very caring person. You're a very spiritual person. I can feel all of that, and above all, you're you're a brilliant artist. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. You too. Hey there, this is John. I want to thank everyone for listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival here at the CEF.world. I also want to say, hey, thanks, Happy Betty, for being on the show. Hey there, so if you have a bit more time to lend the show, this is where we present the show sponsored. This time, our very own Pluto Radio is sponsoring the show. Very fitting since we enjoy playing the Portobello Express on Pluto Radio. But hey, we're going to let Rondo tell you all about it. What? What's that, Rondo? What's that, boy? 
Oh, yeah, of course. Hey, guys, Rondo, the amazing Plutonian space dog, wants me to tell you all about buying some merchandise here at the Pluto Radio Internet Store. The Plutonian.store. That's right. The Plutonian.store. Yep, you can just type that into your URL and press go. Or you can find a link to the store right here at PlutoRadio.com towards the bottom of the page. Either way, Rondo's saying you can get yourself a cool Plutonian hat or an elegant rock and roll Pluto Radio polo or other related or music-related goodies here from the station. And by making a purchase, you are helping to keep the Pluto transmission out there for each and every Earth-born ear bone. What's that, boy? What's that, boy? Oh, yeah. Rondo's right. He says, buy something for sure, and don't forget to listen. After all, it's radio. It's made for your ears. And Rondo should know he's got some very sensitive ears. Down, boy. Down. That's enough. 